Talks on psychoanalysis shares topics published in the IPA Society Journals and Congress Debates worldwide, brought to you in the voices of the original authors. We hope that this window will allow you to experience the depth and breadth of psychoanalytic thought across the world. Happy listening. This podcast is created by Gaetano Pellegrini and edited by Gaetano Pellegrini and Andy Cohen. Introduction recorded by Andy Cohen. In this episode, we explore the core psychoanalytic method and the differences between psychoanalysis and psychoanalytic psychotherapy. Our presenter, Dr. Kunihiro Matsuki, president of the Japanese Psychoanalytic Society, presents two methods relating to perceiving a patient's unconscious. One linked to the idea of evenly suspended attention, the other in relation to free-floating attention. Dr. Kunihiro Matsuki is member of the IPA Asia-Pacific Planning Committee and chair of the IPA Asia-Pacific Sydney 2020 Conference Committee. He is the author of 12 monographs, many psychoanalytic papers, and is responsible for the Japanese translations of fundamental authors like Bion and Meltzer. In 2016, he also won the Japanese Psychoanalytical Association's Distinguished Publications Award. We are so honored to welcome Dr. Matsuki. It is my great pleasure to have such a wonderful opportunity to introduce my paper here. First, I would like to show my great thanks to Dr. Gaetano Pergolini, IPA Podcast Coordinator, and Dr. Lomolo Petrine, Chair of the Website Editorial Board. So, I'd like to introduce my paper titled, A Clinical Appreciation of Gleich-Schwebend-Aufmerksamkeit in Relation to the Methods of Psychoanalysis. This paper was first published in the Japanese Journal of Psychoanalysis, Volume 56, in 2012, then published in English in the Journal of My Society, titled The Japanese Contributions to Psychoanalysis, Volume 6, in 2014. In this talk, I will present two methods relating to perceiving a patient's unconscious, which is where the analyst's work begins. It is my hope that an examination of these methods will help to clarify the essential nature of the methods known as psychoanalysis. The method in psychoanalysis is perceiving something in the patient's unconscious was presented by Freud, who named it Gleichschwebend Aufmerksamkeit in his paper Recommendations to Physicians Practicing Psychoanalysis in 1912. If translated literally, it would mean evenly floating and drifting attention in English. The German was Gleich means the same or equal, while Schwebend has meanings such as drifting, floating and wafting, and unresolved. The word Aufmerksamkeit signifies attention. To describe this perception, 
method. Freud states as following in the same paper. I quote it here. To put it in a firm formula, he must turn his own unconscious like a receptive organ towards the transmitting unconscious of the patient. He must adjust himself to the patient as the telephone receiver is adjusted to the transmitting microphone. Just as the receiver converts back into sound waves, the electric oscillations in the telephone line, which were set up by the sound waves. So, the doctor's unconscious is able, from the derivative of the unconscious which were communicated to him, to reconstruct that unconscious, which has determined the patient's free associations. Quotation ends. In short, because the patient's unconscious is perceived by our unconscious, we make preparation to allow our own unconscious to function as a receptive organ. Freud's description of this method of perception was this. I quote it here. It consists simply in not directing one's attention to anything in particular. I read it again. Not directing one's notice to anything in particular. And in maintaining the same Leishbebend Aufmerksamkeit, as I have called it, in the face of all that one hears. But the statement was revised a little later in the same paper and expressed as giving equal notice to everything. I read it again. Giving equal notice to everything. The fact that Gley Schwebend Aufmerksamkeit is a method of perception used by psychoanalysts has therefore been confirmed. But in actual psychoanalytic practice, this method is being used in two different ways as Freud writes. One is giving equal notice to everything, and the other is not directing one's notice to anything in particular. In one of the methods, when Gleishbebend Aufmerksamkeit is used, the focus is placed on the part of Freud's statement about giving equal notice. Our attention is floating, and the intentionality that the attention contains is left in the preconscious or the unconscious. Perception begins when our attention, which is floating and drifting freely, catches something. In other words, the attention mentioned here may be referred as a such light. To describe it metaphorically, attention may be compared to a such light that freely floats in the darkness called the unconscious of the patient. It may also be compared to the light of a flashlight that is illuminated without any focus. And when the light spotlights something, it is called perception. 
in describing the way of understanding Gleishbebend Aufmerksamkeit, I feel that the English translation of free-floating attention is adequate. This term, free-floating attention, is used by many analysts like Casement and Iwasaki in Japan. But I like to mention those names of Fennihel, Greenson, and Valint, followers of Shandol Ferenczi, an important member of the Hungarian Psychoanalytical Society in Budapest. Ferenczi introduced the practice of active therapy to psychoanalysis and recommended that analysts deal with the patient's talks about his dreams with an active attitude, explaining that this is an exceptional case to which suspended attention would not apply. Ferenczi, 1923. An important belief behind this is the therapist's principle of an analyst's active and flexible attitude. I would see this as the origin of the activeness of attention that is included in concept of free-floating attention. I suppose that he unconsciously may have tried to make Gleishbebend Aufmerksamkeit an even more active method. Now, I move to the second type of Gleishbebend Aufmerksamkeit. It allows attention to drift or suspend without having it directed anywhere. Attention is left, floating in space, leaving no intention whatsoever. Another Freud's expression may apply. I quote it here. He writes to Andreas Zalomed in 1916. I often try artificially to blind myself in order to examine these obscure places. As an English translation that expresses what is being intended here, I wish to use the term evenly suspended attention that was translated by Strachey. This term used by, for example, Raka O'Shaughnessy and Fujiyama in Japan. The original meaning of the word suspend is to hang, but it signifies letting object float in midair or make it float in space. In other words, it represents a state that is undirected or has no direction. This method was described in later years by Wilhelm Beam as no memory, no desire, and no understanding. Or, he says, I suggest we bring to bear a diminution of the light, a penetrating beams of darkness. A very faint light would become visible 
in a maximum conditions of darkness. Film, 1970 and 1974. In Japan, Maeda described it as the attention of no attention. And I would like to call it Mushin in Japanese. That is, mind no mind in English, which is a Zen Buddhism thought originating from the philosophy of the Upanishads in India, which Bion may have learned through Indian traditional folk tales as told his Indian nanny as a small child while living in India. This method may be said to be a way to allow attention to suspend in midair, and by the inherent workings of the analyst's mind that does not lead to consciousness raising through activating anything, any one of the analyst's five senses. Try to perceive the overall phenomenon that patient is expressing. Attention is not directed toward the things that are perceived by this method, but it is allowed to drift in reverie in their intact form. And so the analyst waits for things that occurs there. Now, I like to show these two methods of analytic perception more technically. In the first method of psychoanalytic work, the analyst begins by using Gray Schwebend Aufmerksam Kite as free floating attention, like a such light that illuminates the darkness to perceive a patient's anxiety. When the analyst perceives the anxiety, then he identifies the context and the configuration of the unconscious that places this anxiety at the core. And he reads into the narrative of the dynamic unconscious that such context and configuration are helping to establish. And in so doing, understand the unconscious fantasy itself. Along with these works, the analyst cross-checks the transference and the counter-transference of the here and now, and connects them to his interpretations. I suppose this technique has a wide range of application. It can be established as a method regardless of the analytic setting, that is, face-to-face, using the couch, or play, or session frequency. In other words, it can be used for psychoanalytic psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, play analysis, and other applied psychoanalytic therapies. The second method used would place the mind in Gleishwebend Aufmerksamkeit as a state of evenly suspended attention. The second method pertains to an analyst keeping suspended in midair the attention of itself that is induced by an analytical object and allow perceptions, feelings, and thoughts to drift freely. 
Beyond the reverie is the one form in which this method of handling attention has been put to practice. In the course of personally experiencing the phenomenon that the patient as a total person exhibits in the consulting room, an analyst suddenly and intuitively learns from the phenomenon in the room as a whole. This selected fact in the patient and gains the instant understanding. There are certain requirements for this method to be ex executed, such as an establishment of a setting unique to psychoanalysis that uses the couch, a patient-free associations made in such a setting, and frequent psychoanalytical sessions. This method is unique to psychoanalysis, brings about attainment of a deeper and more vivid understanding. It is interesting. Recently, Dr. Rudy Bermode, a member of the Belgian Society, who studies late Beyond's work deeply, advocates analysts two ways of free association, namely horizontal free association and vertical free association. The former one, horizontal free association, is a traditional one. And then he emphasizes when we try to reach the infinite zone of a patient mind, the deeper area under primal repression. We need to work with vertical free association to intuit it. He says that when we work with horizontal free association, the predicate which we adopt is think, like, I think, or I suppose, in the middle of horizontal free association. And when we work with vertical free association, the predicate which we adopt is see, like I see, because we see something visual in our mind. As you find, my method of free floating attention coordinates with Vermont's horizontal free association as an analyst internal work and evenly suspended attention coordinates with vertical free association. Today, even if many psychoanalysts use either free floating attention or evenly suspended attention, as the English translation of they most likely to do not they most likely do not especially regard them as I have stated in this talk as different methods of perception. Likewise, they may not rigorously differentiate the two methods of understanding derived from there. But because of this trend, I feel that it is significant for analysts to close investigate their own psychoanalytic methods and techniques based on the views I have presented here in this talk.
A question may arise here. Can these two methods be combined and used in a single analytical session or must the two methods be used according to different situations? This seems to me to be an area worthy of continued investigation. Thank you very much for your patient listening. Goodbye and hope to meet you again.